What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. Yes, this September, I am bringing to you the first Ins and Outs Mentorship Program. It will be in Birmingham, September, every Sunday, 6 till 3 p.m. You can message me for more information on Instagram, at Change or on Instagram, at the Ins and Outs Podcast. Message me for more information, and I will get right back to you. The Ins and Outs Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs podcast, I speak to my good friend, Sean Paul Smith. Sean is a professional dancer, choreographer, and now he's going into property sales, which we kind of talk about as well. In this episode, Sean tells us a bit about his journey. We talk about his first West End job and how he didn't like it. We talk about what it's like working with Zoom Nation. And then we talk about how he's trying to conquer the industry of, I guess, kids entertainment. He's trying to become the choreographer of kids entertainment. Um, it was so great chatting with Sean. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Here is the one, the only, Sean Paul Smith. <laughs> oh, and today I have the incredible, that's, that's overselling, the really, the really nice, talented, Sean Paul Smith. I, I was thinking before we started, right? I was like, Sean, you have more nicknames than any of my friends in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, how do I, like, what do I name this? Like, do yeah. I just name it Sean Smith, Sean Paul, or then do I go, like, really down the rabbit hole with the rat names? <laughs> I prefer Dobby than the rat names. But... Yeah, Dobby. I, I like Dobby as well, but you seem to like that, so I don't like calling you it. <laughs> Brilliant. So, mate. So, Sean, tell us about yourself. No, I'll do a little introduction for you. Sean is a very talented dancer and now a choreographer. I'm never going to say this many nice things about you in, one, know, right? in, in the space of two minutes ever again. Right now, mate. Embrace it. Um, very talented dancer and choreographer and teacher slash educator, um, especially in our industry. He, I, I believe you have, I guess, defied the odds. <laughs> <laughs> um, stature. Yeah. stature. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in our industry, to be five foot, I'll let you finish it. Four and a half. Four and a half. I thought you were going to go with six or seven. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to CV it. Back in the back in the dancers ink days. Remember? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, and you've had such a sex sex such a successful <laughs> such, a, <laughs> such a successful dance career, um, and it's pretty awesome. So I want to know about. 
how you got into dance and then we'll talk about your journey of dance I so don't. how did you start dancing because you're from redditch right yeah and dance isn't very popular there no not yet not, not yet. yet you're building it but but yeah no i basically i always played football when i was a kid and then my sister started dancing so i went to watch her uh and then t- to be honest i just quite enjoyed seeing the girls dancing so i i I've, i genuinely feel like that's a big pull for a lot of boys why they're getting so many people have said that yeah anyway so that was that and then um i thought let me give it a go and literally my mom snuck me out of school one day early so i could go and have a private dance lesson and uh I quite enjoyed it, and then that was that. My my girlfriend at the time dumped me because she didn't want me dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, she liked you playing football. Then I moved on. <laughs> um, what what kind of dance was it? Yeah, it was a uh, disco dancing. Yes, I knew you were wanting that. Uh, that's what I was wanting. On this podcast, was to say I was a disco dancer, didn't you? Yeah. What? Why did you like it? Because I get to wear flares and sequins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no but really why did you like disco dancing because i mean it's quite athletic so i can no, kind of see why you'd like that i had no reference point because well, when my mom came home from a competition she went with my sister once she was like oh the boys are really good and at the time i was like what i was like boys dance like the, the concept of boys dancing to me was alien anyway um so then i went and had a watch and some of the lads that were there were strong like really strong and it was obviously it's a bit it's quite energetic quite enjoyed the music at the time and um yeah I, they got a lot of attention so what, like, what kind of music was it <laughs> oh just, nice yeah just techno 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 no lyrics just full-on bpm yeah pretty much well those lyrics but they just kind of repeat oh nice nice but um yeah, no, basically, I just, yeah, it was, it was, it was good fun, but. Were you, were you the only boy in your school once you started it? No, there was a few there. Did uh, they play football as well? A, a couple of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was, it so was you my... weren't the only crossover, like, from two different, I guess. Uh, no, I was really. They, them, they were all, like, kind of dancers when they were little. Yeah. I was the only one who was, like, did, you know. Did you get stick for it, like, from your mates at school and from your football team and stuff? Or did yeah. you keep it secret? I kept it a secret for a year and then eventually it came out and then they they kind of they liked it. it was yeah? Yeah. That's kind of dope. I didn't really get much stick to be fair. I get more stick from you and John Graham than I do anyone else to be fair. So. Well, that's a granted. But um, it's weird, isn't it? Because I feel like when we were growing up, like dance wasn't very cool for boys to do. No. Like you didn't see anyone do it. So it was like how... I, and I guess when you said you had no, no reference point so you had nothing to compare it to, so it was just like the first thing you do, and if you liked it, you just went with it. Yeah, very much, yeah. That's dope. So then what made you want to go on to make it a career? Like, how did it, did you just keep disco dancing until you got to college? Uh, no, well, <laughs> I got, I actually got kicked out of a couple of disco dancing schools. It's <laughs> a long story, it's not even that fun. Anyway. I am intrigued, though. <laughs> Basically, one of the dance teachers, who was a bloke, was an absolute... You can uh, swear. He's, he's an ass, yeah. um, and he said some stuff to me. Or whatever, my mum slapped him. So, yes, mum. Yeah, got kicked out. What stuff did he say? Did he tell you that you're too short and you got fat legs? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember now. At one point, he threatened to kill me, but 
What? He's, yeah, he's a bit of a psychopath. Wow. Hey, don't worry about it. Yeah, as you were. Move on. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, where were we? So how did you go to dance That's college? What made you want to go there? No, oh yeah, so then I started doing a bit of ballet and kind of getting more techniques. I kind of just always enjoyed performing. Uh, and I went to Stratford upon Avon College, did a B-Tech, which I only did one year of. Then went to Blackpool to do Phil Winston's, did one year there. And then I went to the studios, did three years there. Oh, sick. So did, did you do any like hip hop before uh, any of this? I, can't, I did like street dance classes here and there, but yeah. not really. Because it's weird that like your, I guess your career has been predominantly yeah, I mean, hip hop based. I, there were street dance sections in these disco dance competitions. So they were all my, they were always like my favourite. I always enjoyed street dance the most. But it wasn't until I got to London where actually I realised that I wasn't doing street dance and I started learning. We just did like those like booty shakes, like old school UDO. Yeah, not far off. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good time. So, how old were you when you went to college? Sixteen. Uh, so I was sixteen. I went to Stratford, and then seventeen Blackpool, eighteen London. And what was it like going to them, moving from home? Like, yeah, it's great. I was so bored of Redditch, so yeah, it was fine by me. Yeah, I guess if there's, you're probably just itching to get out yeah. of Redditch. Um, so Studio Center, talk me through it. What was that like? Yeah, thank you. It was really good because that's what you met, I guess, all your best mates. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Ross, Todd, Nicky Gunn, all them boys, all all still good mates now. So. And yeah. you, I guess you were surrounded by like a lot of lads there as well. And yeah. obviously if you were taught by John, it was yeah. very lad, lad based. So it probably made you feel, oh, a bit at home. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's like, like attracts like at the end of the day, doesn't it? And I enjoyed dancing like that. I enjoyed being around with them type of people. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really good fun. We made really good friends. Um, not to say I didn't hang around with anybody else, but you know. Yeah. Well, you hang around with your besties more than the others. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. Good training. Were there any parts of college that you didn't like? Like parts of the training? Uh, all the written stuff, which was absolute nonsense, I thought, at the time. I didn't but have to do any written stuff. I did loads, and I didn't even do a degree. I did a, it was a foundation, something or other. But then, you know, little did I know that, you know, Lee Alexander? Yeah. Later, he would use that musical theatre degree to get in the RAF, so. Yeah. You just never know. You never, you never know. Who would have thought? I'm going to try and get Leon because that's actually a pretty dope story. Oh, Lee, um, bad man, you should definitely get Leon. Yeah, we will, for sure. So when you were at college, like when you went there, what did you want to, like what was the goal for when you left? Did, were you just going there on a whim? Or? Actually, when I went to college, I wanted to do musical theatre, so I tried to get into lanes. That was my, because I did a summer school there, I was like, oh, I want to go lanes. And then I can't it. imagine you in lanes no, at can't. all. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't get in, so then... Went to my second choice, which is studios, <laughs> and then um, yeah, and then when I got there, and I started being taught by you know Kate Prince, Jimmy, uh, John, like some amazing teachers. I was like, oh, I definitely want to do more hip hop stuff. But yeah, but I, I still really enjoyed everything else as well. So I, yeah, when I left college, I did West Side Story for a year, and then realised I don't really enjoy musical theatre that much. So I focused on what about it? Didn't you enjoy? It it's the long contracts. To be fair, like it's just. Is doing the same thing for 12 months is boring. Well boring. <laughs> well boring. So yeah. that's, that's why I never wanted to do, well, I never wanted to do musical theatre, so I didn't like the music. But even with like, 
just anything a show which was more than a a few months i was like what the same thing all the time like that's what that's what pulled me towards this career that it was exciting and it was always something new yeah that's what i enjoy but it's just obviously it's less um stable but yeah i mean at the time when you just do it for the love when you when you're 21 that you don't care about that no when you're 30 you're you, looking uh, for you look back and you go, oh, crap, I wish I'd have thought about it a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd saved some of that money. I'd have saved some money and actually God, been but... God damn you, freedom. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's so rich. Yeah, yeah. We, we kept freedom afloat. Um... <laughs> uh, so you did West Side Story. That was yeah. your first take. Was that your first ever job? Yeah, literally a week out of college, just went straight into West Side Story. One yeah. feet. And then... Did you know doing that job that you're like, I don't want to do musical theatre again? Or yeah, yeah. So what happened from there? Literally six months into the contract, I was asking the manager if I could leave. <laughs> I was like, I'm so bored. <laughs> wow. No. They don't let you? <laughs> no, they didn't let me. No. no. Jeez. Yeah. No, I've never, never yeah, fancied it. That one in particular, it was a long story, but I got injured during rehearsal process, so then the stuff I was given was really minimal. I was on stage swing anyway, so I was barely doing anything each night really boring. so I just hate the whole experience although I still I, I love the show I love the dancing from the show mm. uh, but yeah I, it, it was always kind of like if I was going to do a show it would have been West Side Story just because of the boys and the way they danced but yeah um, yeah, I wouldn't do it again though. well you've actually done quite a few West End shows since then though but I guess it's not been so musical theatre based not really no. except for Shoes yeah, but even then, it was Kate Prince, and she she's the one that kind of got me into it. And then the, the role was playing, you know. Yeah. Hip-hop, or a side character, hip-hop character, whatever. Yeah, I remember coming to, do what, coming to watch you in that, you and Mikey. And I was like, yo, they're going to dance in heels, <laughs> like on stage? Oh, my God. At the time, I was like, this is madness. That was a quite a good show, though. It was terrible. It was a terrible show. <laughs> I mean, okay, the show wasn't great, but you and Mikey were great in it. Show about shoes. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, great. No, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it, it, was, it, was, it was fun to do. I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. Oh, I enjoyed watching you do it. I mean, as a show, I, I don't think it's, it's not much depth to it, is there? <laughs> no, but it was just as a, as a dancer watching other dancers dance. It was yeah. thoroughly entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. getting to see, and obviously when you're watching your friends, it's different. It's way more enjoyable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when you come out in like a pair of heels. Yeah. That's gold. It's like, <laughs> he's never going to live this down. No, and I haven't, so thanks. No. For that. Um, yeah, so after West Side Story, what, what happened? What's the journey? Uh, I, I basically, after West Side Story, I auditioned for Into the Hoods with Zoo Nation. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then got into that. And then that's kind of turned my focus straight into more hip hop theatre stuff. And yeah commercial stuff and i guess you've and you've kind of been with zoo nation ever since yeah 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 yeah. um not so much not so much these days just cause i'm not i'm not really dancing anymore but um i still have some things to do with them but yeah did you do you weren't original cast into the hoods were you no no i was like five six years into it yeah to the royal festival i was originally was... some like hip-hop which to be fair has still been my favorite show of all time yeah, that that was a great show. But both shows are great. But it, some like a hip hop. I remember seeing your original cast and being like, "Whoa!" Sorry, Mikey, Mikey's, Mikey's outside. <laughs> um, I remember seeing it and being like, 
like, yo, like they've actually made the dopest hip hop show with a good story. Yeah, it's it's an amazing story. Do you know what I mean? Because like Blaze was good, but the story wasn't great. The dancing was good. Yeah, yeah. And the cool lighting effect, but the storyline was caca. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Blaze is dope. Kate's, you know, expertise comes into play and she's just just phenomenal. Storytelling. Storytelling, directing. What kind of like, so if Blaze was your favorite job, what about it makes it your favorite job? Blaze. Uh, not Blaze, sorry, Into the Hoods. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Something like a hip hop. <laughs> we got <laughs> um, For me, it was playing a character while dancing and having depth to a story. So it's not just about the steps, but it is about telling the story. I've always loved that. I think that for me is the one show which really kind of had a. Well, one had a captivating story, one had an underlining, a lot of underlining meanings to the stories. Hmm. The music was so good, like had all the different styles in it, which was just, you know, got to do a bit of locking, a bit of breaking, a bit of whatever else. That it was, it was great, um, and it was really, and there's really good people. Like, mm. It was a really nice. The whole time was a really nice vibe at the time. Yeah, and I guess when you do those into the like the into the hoods, blaze some like a hip hop, but especially the Zunation ones, you do become super versatile. If you weren't already trained within a, a style of movement you would understand it by the time exactly yeah i went into the, i remember i went into the hood did into the hoods and i'd hardly done any locking really but i, I feel like you kind of just learn on the job for a lot of these things don't you and uh, yeah and i think i pretty much got into it because of maybe other attributes not necessarily my technique in here but um yeah but um yeah it was you kind of learn on the job and how can you say you've not done much locking when you're Jimmy Williams in college? <laughs> well, I didn't. He was only there for our first year, and even then, you only get to see him. I only got saw him one. Was it one term I had him? Like, we didn't get to see him. Oh, one. really? Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't get like loads from him, but we had a few. I was gonna say if you've had the the best locking teacher in the country, <laughs> that's yeah. a shame they didn't get him longer. No, I think our our year was his last. I think he, he left after our year. Hmm. I don't know what that says. But... I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, Zoo Nation, you did some like a hip hop. That was your favorite. And you got to learn locking on the job of Into the Hoods. What other things do you feel like that you took away from, I guess, working with Zoo Nation? What other skills um, do you feel like you've learned from being a part of that, I guess, family? Yeah, and it really is a family kind of orientated company, especially at the time it was when we did mm. Um, Performance-wise, learning how to portray a character, learning how how to portray emotion, um, learning what works for theatre as as opposed to TV. Mm -hmm. Um, They're two different, completely different kind of styles of performances. Um, Yeah, just just generally kind of technique in theatre. There's loads of different things you need to know. Um, Yeah, because I guess... Kate's massive with the storytelling side of stuff. So everyone that she hired wasn't necessarily based on just their dance, like you said earlier. It was your other attributes, which probably got you through. And I imagine it was the storytelling side of it yeah. and being able to, I guess, get into a character. Yeah, yeah. It's always story first with Zoom Nation. Or, What's like, the rehearsal process like? Uh, generally, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Like, you, you know, you generally do warm up in the morning, run through whatever you've done, 
then plough through rehearsals and then run everything at the end of the day. And it's just, you know, you do that every day for six days a week, 10 till 6, Monday to Saturday. It's a killer. Uh, but, how many weeks normally? Um, well, that was a brand new show, so I felt like we did more. Usually it's like a month of rehearsal, maybe two weeks tech. Mm. Like that. Because I feel like for, like I've only ever done like TV work or stuff where like, I guess the rehearsal process is quite short and then the show is over and done with. Yeah. You know, or you just repeat the same show, but I guess even the rehearsal process is no longer than a week. Yeah. yeah. So the thought of going into rehearsal, like maybe six weeks or a month, it's like, especially when it's creating a show, yeah. like some like a hip, it being part of the creative side of it, you're not even going in and going, uh, this is what I'm learning. Yeah. It's like you're workshopping. So I imagine things are chopping and changing. Yeah, 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 all the time. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the mad thing. Actually, I remember we did, um, we did, we opened Summer Hip Hop for the first time in Birmingham Hippodrome, and we did our last rehearsal session. Let's say Friday, mm. and then taking the train up Friday afternoon. Or, no, oh, sorry, let's say Thursday. Taking the train up on Friday afternoon, we got we all got this massive email with like, okay, this bit of the show has now been cut. This bit is now this bit. You know, I need to learn this little section of dialogue for this. Like the whole thing just goes. <laughs> And then even after Birmingham, the whole thing got cut again. It was like so many last minute changes. But Damn. Yeah, it's exciting. That's where musical theatre training, I guess, paid off. Yeah. 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 Like learning lines and stuff like that and get, having to learn like different repertoires. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> it was well out of my depth. Um, so then what made you want to like go down the commercial route? Like I said at the beginning, especially for being five foot four and a half, you chose the hardest possible yeah. scenario and you did exceptionally well <laughs> as well. Considering, yeah, not bad. Um, no, I just, I just really enjoyed commercial kind of dancing. So um, yeah, that, that, that was the main thing. And I, I you know, enjoyed being, I think the feel of commercial stuff, the hype of it is very different to theatre. Uh, and as much as you are backing dancers, there's still a different energy, which is really like cool about commercial stuff. Yeah, I, I, there's something about the feeling of knowing that you're only going to do it once and it's got to be right that one time. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was younger, I really enjoyed that. And I think I found the older I've got, the more I'm like, oh, can't be asked with this. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of pressure for like, not that, yeah, I don't know, not that much return for me, but yeah. I feel you. What was the, um, now I feel you younger. I wouldn't, but now I'm like, when I was younger, I loved it. Yeah. Now I'm like, Oh, now I'm like, like, is it really worth it? I didn't even pay that well. <laughs> minus commission. Oh, no. Um, how did you, what was your first commercial gig and how did you get it? Do you remember? <laughs> That's a funny story. Is that, have you heard this one, the Katy Perry one? No. Oh, I think so. Go. That was my first one. Yeah. There was an audition for dancers five for eight and above and I was like oh, I'm just gonna go for it and I crashed right. it I didn't wasn't invited or whatever and then I borrowed I believe it was was it yours or was it Adrian's I'm pretty sure it was mine yeah I borrowed I think it was your heel lifts mm. I borrowed I put two in both shoes yeah <laughs> maybe had mine and Adrian's <laughs> yeah yeah I was basically dancing on tiptoes for a little bit um yeah and then but yeah I got I got the job luckily so that was it was Katie, Katie Perry's performance on X Factor. Um, and a firework or something like that. Fireworks, yeah. And there was only like six of us dancers wise and it was it was really good fun. Um what was the question? What was your first job and how did you get it? Oh yeah. So I basically cheated and I got it, yeah. Basically cheated. Did they clock that you were five foot four and not five foot? Oh no, during, during the audition they put us in a lineup 
and I could see the choreographer go to his assistant. No, 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 said something. And uh, his assistant came over to me, stood next to me, looked me up and down and went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but maybe he is five foot eight. Um, little did he know I had, like, heels and shoes. But, that was a thing at the time, though. Like, I remember when I first started, and I was going to auditions, and I was like, I'm too short, I'm five foot, I thought I was five foot seven. Um, but I wasn't, I was five foot eight, but I used to tell everyone I was five seven, and everyone used to go, lie and say you're five eight. I'd be like, okay, cool, I'm five eight. Then, so I'd take everyone's heel lifts, like I got Anthony K's heel, heel lifts, and I'd wear them to all these auditions, and then I'd get the job, and then I'd never wear them again. Yeah. And no one ever cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no one ever questioned it once I was on the yeah. job, but every time to get the job, I always wore the heel lifts, and I don't know why. Yeah. Just makes you dance worse as well. Yeah, it doesn't help anything, especially my knees. And I feel like once people start working with you, they know that you're not that high, but I still kept wearing it to their auditions. <laughs> Just in case they stood me next to like Jay Ravel or somewhere where I felt like I had yeah. to be taller. Yeah, no, it's true. It boils down to that at the end of the day. You know, that's, that's why I was very limited. In what you were. I remember, uh, like we kind of briefly mentioned earlier, our I got signed by Dancers Inc. I and I was like, and I was like, are you with them? And you were like, no. And I was like, we sh- you should come in with me. Like I'm going in to f- fill the forms out. And I think I emailed Miranda saying you were coming in, and we went in, and then they signed you as well on the same day, right? Yeah. And they took our measurements and they stood us against this little wall. And well, it wasn't a little wall. They stood us against this wall to measure us, and they measured me. And I believe that's when she went five foot eight. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm an inch taller than I thought, and I was buzzing. <laughs> and then as she was doing yours, she put it by your feet. And no, she wait, moved. wait a second. So she put it, and she was like, oh, it didn't reach all the way to the floor. Hold on a sec. Can you hold it there? I was like, yeah, of course. So she bent down to measure the little bit that wasn't. <laughs> and I looked at you as she bent down and whoop, lifted it up. And I thought, bang it. I'm going to be at least like five foot seven now. And, oh, that's five foot five. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought, I'm five foot five and I cheated. Like, how does that even work? Oh, realized I'm actually five foot four. Oh, it was so good. It was so funny. Oh, that was a good day. Did you work for them that much, Dancer Zinc? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I did. I don't know if I did. Sure. Yeah. Didn't you do Shower Cole? Was that through them? Yeah. I can't remember. Maybe. The Alouette, Wetta, Wetta. With Paul Kirkland. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I thought you did that one. Yeah, but... Nah. Yeah, that was your only experience. So you, that, that's you, you cheating didn't pay off. Yeah. But you did Bieber as well. Yeah, that wasn't through them. No, that was uh, Jerry. Yeah. That yeah. was a short person job. And John got on it. <laughs> and John got on it. We cheated. <laughs> but me, I couldn't just cheat. No, he couldn't smile. That was his problem. He couldn't smile or cheat. Or say his name. <laughs> no, no, Miha Mat- Matovic. I can. Yeah, that was good. You try. Matovic. All right, that was quite good. Yeah, I'm impressed. Um, so, what made you want to, I guess, stop being a dancer and move into this choreographer side? How did that come along? Money. Nice. Very straight to the point. <laughs> To the point, honestly, I was just sick and tired of like, do you know what it was? And I had kids, um, and it's when the kids came along, I was like, I, I need to, you know, give them some stability. And right now, I wouldn't be able to with the career because it's just too up and down. And your money habits were horrendous, they were at the time, yeah, very, very bad, yeah. So I basically had to grow up a little bit, 
Mm. So, um, how old were you when you had Eli? Uh, Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. It's not that young, but I guess young, young enough for our, especially being in our industry, that's quite difficult. Yeah, yeah. It just it's a massive wake up call, and I was just yeah, I wanted to give him some security, which. Oh yeah, that's commercial dancing for me because I wasn't as regular working. They just wasn't viable. So yeah, I needed more money. Um, how, how? But how did you break into changing? How do you wake up one day and just go, "Now I'm going to be a choreographer"? Oh, it's, it's not a quick process, is it? It takes no. like anything. It's reputation. Reputation takes years to build. It takes a second to destroy. So don't be a knobhead. But yeah. <laughs> facts. Facts. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was literally trying to put yourself out there as a choreographer, however that may be, social media and all that stuff these days. Um, and yeah, it's just, and then when you get opportunities, just really like, you know, do your best and then hopefully it just builds but, yeah. but how did you get your first opportunity as a choreographer? Like, do you, were you an assistant um, first? Did you message around like... Agencies, or but I I really I I think I should have, and I probably still should. Really, is kind of you know speak to more people and put yourself out there a little bit more. I was never too good at it, Um, but I do think that's something that you should definitely do. Um, I was the first. I can't remember. I think I was assisting Kate a little bit on a few things, and and once again, it just comes from reputation. Like people want to work with people who they like, Um, and obviously you've got to be good at what you do as well. Um, yeah, like the whole kids bop thing came through. It's through Jerry, but Sean Niles recommended me to Jerry, um, and that was, I suppose, through reputation of working with kids. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's all based on reputation, to be honest. Do you find it uh, quite difficult doing like kids bop, like working with the kids, oh, as opposed love- to creating with adults? No, they are so much easier. Really. Oh my god! Like I genuinely, it's, the, it's it's my best job I've done in my whole career. Like these kids, I, I I say it's all the time. I don't know any other artist that I've worked with or I've known of would be able to do the amount of content these kids do, and the level that they do it at in the in the shorter space of time that they do. They just have no inhibitions. We literally do like four or five music videos over two days. It's just mental how much stuff they do. Mm. Um. Yeah, they're they're insanely talented, and I think it's just because they they just like, just, yeah, throw it at me, yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Do you think it's because, you know how like when you work, I guess with adults, mm-hmm. they have an opinion or they yeah, yeah, want to yeah. be perceived a specific way, and I guess when you're working with kids, they're just like, yeah, I'll do it, Spon- like whatever. They're absolute sponges, and they're just they're grateful for the opportunity to do what they're doing. Um, yeah, and they're probably not thinking about all the grown-up crap that we have to think about. They're not thinking about mortgages and money. No, of course and not. No, they don't care about any. They're of just that. there having a good time. Yeah, they want to just feel good dancing and singing on stage, and it's you know if you, I I try and incorporate them as well into you know creativity. But we've always had a really good relationship, and honestly, the the choreo we give them is really hard, especially these days. But they're really good now. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing Could really. they dance before, or have you kind of like taught them? Um, they they all came being able to dance, but the the ones that we've got now, they've been there for nearly four years. 
So obviously they've improved a lot over the years, and and the standard of what I'm giving them now compared to what we did four years ago is like completely different. Yeah, and don't you do the voice kids as well? No, no. I don't know why I thought that. I watched it last night and I thought I think Sean does this. Is it Ema? Ema, yeah. Ah, okay. I I thought you did it because it was kids. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I just no, but that's true. That I'm kind of setting my I'm trying to set myself up as that kind of niche you know, expert in doing kids' choreography or whatever. And yeah, because lots of choreographers probably don't like teaching, like the same way lots of professional dancers don't like teaching kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's all that. But I, I actually really enjoy it. I've, I've, I've always loved working with kids. I've got two of my own now. kind of know how it feels to be a dad. Um, set up my own academy, so I'm always teaching kids. Hmm. And, um, and yeah, even the other day, I got, um, I'm choreographing an advert now for... They, they want some kid on this advert to do a bit of dancing, so they contacted me. So That's so dope. You, yeah. you, I guess you are going to find that niche. And now there are so many people trying to be a choreographer or a creative yeah. where I guess everyone wants to work for Katy Perry or Rihanna or Britney Spears. I can't imagine there are many people going, I want to kill the kids' yeah, like, yeah. generation. So there's an open market there. So yeah. if you're willing to, yeah. and you can work with them. The end of, towards the end of last year, I pitched on, a, I pitched on an idea to CBeebies. Um, and they really liked it, um, and the, but they would already. Did I tell you about this? No. They, they were already kind of like, uh, already in the middle of revamping an old show they used to do called Oogie Beebies or something or other. Oh, yeah. And it was a very similar idea to my idea, uh, but my idea had a few other elements that they liked in it. So they basically brought me on board as a consultant, um, and literally during lockdown, we filmed some episodes with Ot from Strictly. Oh, it's sick. Essentially, it's like a, a kid's get up and dance tutorial type thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it, that happened over lockdown, and they had the highest ratings on the whole channel just from the, the program that we did. Congrats, man. Yes, mate. Yeah, That's so, dope. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to push that now and um, with all the rest of the stuff I'm doing. So. Yeah, establish yourself in that field. And I guess kids' TV is never going to go away. But, like, so you can always cater to that. Always going to be a market, yeah. And and there's no like, there's no shortage of money in that area because people are always willing to spend on that because like, you know, it carries over into um, merchandise. So there's always a, a way to produce and for that, I guess, age category. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we never got. I feel like we never got told that at college or like when we're going into the industry to look for other markets. Like you get told you should be in the West End or you need to do X Factor or you need to do uh, one of these fashion shows. Like we were told the the outlets of work, but we were never told like look at like kids work, like work with children or do kids programs and other stuff like that. And my sister-in-law, Lauren, like she kind of figured that out as well. Like she became um, on tour. She was one of the Teletubbies. She's been uh, Peppa Pig. She's done Ben and Holly. And she went to... Body works, and her goal was to be a dancer. Do you know what I mean? And she found a niche, and yeah. she kind of set her career and made a living from this industry that no one really knows to yeah. break into. Yeah. So I guess even if you were like to become a choreographer for Teletubbies, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine many Beth Honans are pitching for it. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, super dope. What, so what do you see for your future, like in five years' time in an ideal world? Because obviously now you're doing more than just dance. You're trying to venture out into prop while well, you've not tried, and you are venturing out into property and doing yeah. other things. What do you see for yourself, like in, say, five years' time? So in five years' time, 
uh, I want to be. I want my property business to be flourishing. Um, I currently invest in property in Scotland, doing buy to lets, mm-hmm. using the investors' money. Um, I've just got. I've got this thing, and, it, and it's actually kind of interesting. Why I actually want to speak to you in any way, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much we can really talk about it now, but like, I've got this thing about dancers and finance and some sort of education for dancers mm-hmm. at earlier age because like we said looking back now in terms of like how I used to deal with my finances which I know is how a lot of people coming out of college or at college deal with their finances because I've been mm-hmm. seen it um there's just there's there's no real financial education in our school system in general mm-hmm. um and I just I don't know if there's some some sort of area some sort of niche for myself in that kind of market. I'm um, not sure what that looks like yet, but that's definitely something I want to explore. So I'm learning a lot about money now and a lot about how money works and investments, etc. Um, and I think that's something I definitely want to share. I want to position myself as a bit of an expert in that area over the next five years. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of my main goals. Um, I want to continue building my choreography status, especially within the, the kids market. Um, yeah, they're they're the. They're the I, I definitely I definitely think there's a a need for that because I always say that we kind of, you know, especially if you're in like the the prime of your dance career, yeah. and if you're young, you kind of live life like a celebrity, but we're not paid the same. Yeah. Like we go to all the cool clubs, like we go buy we buy a bottle, like yeah. <laughs> you blow your weekly ba- blaze wage in a day, like. We've all been like we've been there, and, we, and we've experienced that together. So we know how stupid that goes. Potential rich. I was penciled on an advert. I was like, yes. I went out, spent loads of money, and didn't get the job. So I was like, brilliant. <laughs> wow. What advert was it? It was the M and S one, Christmas one. I was penciled on for months through Dancers Inc. Because um, you were too short. <laughs> yeah. Were you an elf? <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was an elf, I'd have got it. Have but. you ever been too tall for a job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? No, I don't think I have. No. That'd be really, that'd be dope. That'd be great. <laughs> I think if you shaved, though, you could pass still as a kid. No. Yeah, if you shaved. Schools now, dad bod. No, I don't get pass as a kid anymore. What do you mean, dad bod? Your body's always looked like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you've been rough. It's been tough times. It's been tough times. No, I definitely think it's a great idea to do finance, like, I don't know, some sort of financial advising for performers um my brother-in-law has just gone into mortgage advising for performers because he was he was a teletubby pardon yeah definitely he was a a teletubby he's been like he's worked backstage and stuff like that he's been a techie he knows quite a lot about our industry and he always says it's hilarious how difficult it is for us to get a mortgage when they go yeah but they're self-employed and they're like yeah but you wouldn't go to a builder and go when's your next job you know what i mean you just trust that they're a builder even though they're self-employed you don't treat dancers the same way and that's kind of what he's trying to do down the mortgage route um but i definitely think imagine you could go into like colleges and educate people on exactly that's that's kind of where i'm i'm thinking finances and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah i I just yeah i don't know how how it would be done because i'm not very good with it myself like but it's definitely something that needs addressing yeah 100 percent. well it's not even just a dance college it's a friggin it's a national you know curriculum in normal school thing which i mean don't want to get too kind of deep into it on this type of podcast but there's there is 
zilch education on finance in our schools. Yeah. Like in schools, we are taught to learn a skill, get a good job, wait for a pension. They don't teach you about money, which is, mm. just, which is absolutely mind-boggling because the people who are setting the curriculum, setting these education in schools, they know about money and they know how it works. Mm. So Yeah. I, I remember growing up when I was, especially in the beginning of my dance career, Simon Dibley, owner mm-hmm. of Udio, yeah, for people that don't know, always used to say to me, when are you going to stop thinking like a dancer? Yeah. And I never understood what he meant. I yeah. never understood it. He'd always be like, stop thinking like a dancer. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm a dancer. Like, I don't care. Like, I just want to dance. And I never understood until probably I was about 28, 27, 28. And I started, I took on, I said, I'm going to do dream boys and every paycheck I got, I put half of it away. Like, do you know what I mean? Cause when I come back from LA in 2015, I was the brokest person. Like I was in debt. I was broke. I'd left everything there. I was like in a proper rut, started doing like quite a lot of work with like Kylie and Amani and stuff, but it still just didn't pay enough for me to live and get out of debt and sort out my own financial problems you know what i mean and to even put myself in a position where i thought i not wanted to be but should have been you know what i mean like for the for the status of a dance career i was having financially it didn't match you know i was like i'm a premiership player in the dance world but i'm broke this doesn't make any sense and that's why i joined dream boys so i was like there's a regular income yeah and in four years i bought a property yeah, great. I don't you know. know. Like, because it was just with the help of obviously Georgia, but it was like banger. Yeah, but it was just like save, 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 save. Like, put money away, pay off your bills, save. Yeah. Well, while still having balance and enjoying myself, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And I do think that's something where we, do, we don't really think very deeply into. No, we don't think until we get into that towards the twilight of our careers, which when you get there, you're like, oh, I wish I'd have thought about this a little bit earlier. Yeah, that is where it is. But yeah, that man always used to say that to me though. He always used to say you should split every income you have into three. Yeah, one is your living money, like to pay your bills and stuff. One is your saving money, and your other one is your emergency money. And I was like, what? And that's what he used to say to me all the time, like right at the beginning of my career. And I, I just laughed at it. I was like, yeah, cool. We don't get paid enough for that. And now I'm like, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. So you're gonna have Sean Paul's housing, Sean Paul properties, yeah, Sean Paul financial advising, Sean Paul choreographer, Sean Paul dance academy, killing it, mate. So in five years, that's the goal. That's the goal, yeah, and be living in a, a really nice house. Where? In the Midlands. Oh really? But to have a holiday home as well. Holiday home is more of a seven-year goal, I reckon. Where? Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> No. New Yorker, <laughs> nice. I said Scott. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with Scotland, but it's not that far for a holiday home, is it? There's loads wrong with Scotland. Look at the sky, for instance. Yeah, but there's some beautiful places. Right, to be fair, Scotland is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's such a shame the weather is so bad. Yeah, it's like Wales. Yeah. Oh, it's like, like Wales is most bad. Rains every time I go home, except for last week when I burned. Yeah. I mean, but normal people don't burn in Wales. No, you're ginger. Just ginger people. Sick. Uh, hardest thing about this profession that you believe you've encountered or that you've... Dancing? Yeah, the entertainment industry. Being small. 
but that's a life that's life <laughs> that's, that's that's not the that's not the entertainment industry's fault but yeah okay it is like it, you know that everything is 70 percent based on looks like you're either the wrong height wrong hair color wrong look mm. my teeth don't help like you know, it's it's all <laughs> No, I think that side of things and not really kind of like, I've always been one that I just don't really care too much. No, you, but that's, this is what I always say to you. Like you've started caring about how you look at the wrong part of your life. Yeah, exactly. You stopped performing and you were like, I'm going to put gel in my hair. I was like, you've got this all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He'll lift no gel. No, do, do you think that if we were starting our career now, yeah, we would care more about that stuff because obviously social media and stuff is so like based on how you look like I'm teaching on Saturday and I've never in my life thought about what I'm going to wear to go and teach. And now my brain's going, it's my first class at a new studio. Yeah. I want to go there and make a good impression. I'm going to have to dress like I got swag. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's a part of the thing now. It's a part of the package. They go, oh, he's, I like his trainers he must be dope or yeah it's true yeah I mean, look is a massive thing so yeah i'd say that's 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 honestly i think one of the hardest things and, and it's the and then the like kind of irregularity of jobs coming in that's it's always tricky because then you've got to find other sources of income but yeah that's why do you ever have any like side jobs oh yeah all the time yeah like i mean i suppose early on it was like doing like you know working in a pub and stuff but then after that it was more teaching teaching become Side job, which then actually became my main job. Um, I don't see teaching as a side job because it's still dance. I don't, but at the time I did when I was younger, when I was trying to do, you know, break into commercial world, I, I found it. I always knew I loved teaching. I knew that's where I was going to be. But um, at the time, it wasn't my main focus, whereas later in my career, it definitely came up my focus, especially when the kids came. Um, and now I, it's funny, but I actually don't really... I don't enjoy teaching for other people uh, for a prolonged period of time. Like I love my academy. I love teaching my my kids because it's mine. It definitely feels different. And I don't do one-off workshops and stuff. But I've actually I've left all my teaching jobs now because I actually don't enjoy it. Yeah, I guess you're working under someone else's rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and for not very much money. Yeah, it's less money. Money for sure. Have and the money they pay teachers is. Yeah, but then at the same time, like before Dancers Network kind of happened and they changed all the dance rates, I used to turn down dance gigs because I'd get to go and teach for the day at a college. And I'd be like, well, I don't love the choreographer and I'm not going to love the music that the artist produces. It's going to be an eight hour day, 250 minus commission for the show and for rehearsals. Like it'd work out two days of teaching was like three days of work Yeah, well, I think for an artist get to that when you're older don't you, you don't really care about the credit but. yeah so i used to say no to the gig because i'd be like financially it works out the same yeah like and i get to listen to the music i want to do and stuff i enjoy all day mm. interesting it is it's, do you think it's an age thing for sure oh 100 yeah it's just your, your view on life is different and your wants and needs are different so yeah you don't, you don't have that same need to do certain jobs or be liked by certain people or whatever. Be popular. Yeah, I just don't care. No. <laughs> you know, I just don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, but your life's different now because you have a family. 
Yeah. So you, your your career isn't the priority now. I guess everything you do is for exactly. Yeah, it is a priority, but it, priority has just changed. Well, the priority is still your career, but I guess it's not about the status of your career, right? Not in dance anymore. No. Yeah. In I guess. Yeah. Different, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Piece of advice for a dancer trying to break into the industry: Go. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Really positive message there, Sean. I would say... Um, Jag your hair, buy some heel lifts. Yeah, exactly. Think of yourself as a business from the off and really sell yourself on um, on all social media platforms and make yourself look as professional as possible. Um, and when you are getting these jobs, make sure you're a person that is lovely to be around because people will want to work with people who they like more than talented people. So it's all about reputation. Yeah. Reputation beats your resume. Absolutely. All day. Bro, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for letting me pick your brain. Um, I hope everyone can keep an eye out for Sean Paul's financialadvisors.com. Um, but honestly, if you do start that, let me know and I will push it as the best way I can and we'll advertise it on here as much as we can because I definitely think it's something that's needed and you're the homie, so... No worries, bro. Thank you. Um, go and view some properties. Go and buy some houses. I've got a view in a half hour. I need to get to. All right. Go and do your thing, bro. Thank you so much. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a five-star review and rating on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and family. This episode was brought to you by the Ins and Outs Mentorship Program starting this September in Birmingham. Go to my Instagram at MrBullChange or at the Ins and Outs Podcast for more information or email me to find out more. One love, stay safe. Bye.